Well, hello and welcome to uh, episode five of The Two Tones. Greetings, Tony. Tony DeBolfo, how are you? I've been better. Episode five, uh, Tony, that'll be episode... Petrovsky Seaton, would yes, it not? Wood or Macca. C. Or Judd. One C. Judd, yes. Yeah. S. Jackson, uh, the great Sydney Jackson. Oh, really? All five for there the club. Yeah, one of the uh, all-time great players. Uh, um, Indigenous trailblazer. Yeah, stood out of the 68 premiership season by force. Uh, couldn't get his clearance and was actually uh, running running messages for the great Ronald Arborassi on grand final day 68. So what, what was the hold-up with clearance? Couldn't get a clearance through that his local team in the Waffle had blocked um, blocked the, uh, the, the the trade. Yeah. Uh, went to arbitration. It was ruled that he had to he was ineligible to be cleared in that year. So he actually stood out. Um, so he, he he acted as runner through 68 as. Um, uh, running messages for the great Ronald Dale and uh, unfortunately missed out on that drought-breaking premiership. Did he play 1970? He was there in 70 and, and 72. And so, um, oh, okay. All right. Well, you know. As Milton come. said, Tony, good things come to those who wait. I'm into that. Uh, I'm Tony Moakley. Great to have your company here at the Two Tones. Um, now, let's start. Well, there's there's good, there's bad, there's ugly. Let's start with, well, the good and the beautiful, the AFLW, the best and fairest, Carlton. They've got some wins on the board. They've got some wins on the board, Tony, and I, I think it's fair to say that the uh, the Carlton Football Club got it right. Two worthy winners in, in Katie Loins and, and Bree Moody uh, took the chocolates this year um, in what was obviously a tough year for um, the team. Yeah. Um, but, I, 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 you know, in seeing the uh, the games in which the girls played, it, it really started with Bree Moody uh, in the ruck and Katie Loins, is, who's um, ferocious in her attack on the ball, and uh, two more worthy winners you couldn't get, Tone. Um, they were they were fabulous in the way they led from the front. And um, the fact that the team finished last on yeah. the ladder this year was of no fault to them because uh, they gave it their all. And uh, uh, particularly Katie, I love watching the way she plays and um, a hard nut where the, where the heat is uh, around the uh, contest. And... Um, all power to her. We we need more players like well, her at this place. Uh, I was going to say that's a, a very um, neat segue into our discussion of Carlton's 24-point loss to Collingwood. This is the male team, of course. Congratulations to Katie and Bree for uh, that magnificent effort. But, uh, Tone, Friday night, uh, back at the G, it was a big crowd. It was a Carlton home game. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, the lights were on, obviously. it was The, the stage was set. Well, the stage was set. And, and I suppose before we get into the game proper, Tony, you, you make a good point about, you know, what was it, 68,000 plus in, yeah. in the house. Good for atmosphere a game, there. Uh, it was a good atmosphere. A Carlton home game, which meant the members and supporters from, the cl- from our club turned out uh, um, in force, which was great to see. Um, and this was a game that wasn't televised uh, by Seven in lieu of the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the fact that people turned out, um, you know, with both teams, fair to say, at the wrong end of the, the spectrum in terms of the ladder standings, says to me, Tony, that the Carlton-Collingwood rivalry mm. is alive and well. Oh, and no man. matter what they say about Friday nights being deprived the Carlton Football Club, a different argument. When you talk about Carlton and Collingwood games, that game should remain on Friday night yep. as a fixture... Uh, because it's it's a game and a rivalry that doesn't need any Roman numerals after it. <laughs> it doesn't need the word showdown or derby after it. Yep. It is what it is, and it's a rivalry that's built 
on 120 years of hatred. Uh, and long may it, it, it prevail. Exactly. Be because the people want it. And my criticism uh, of people that knock it is, where's the sense of history? You have to understand that, the, the, you know, this is a game, Tony. Um, you know, can, can they look at it as a, um, uh, as a, can they protect it as a, um, you know, a wonder of the world? Or is it, does, it, does it actually meet the criteria for a, um, for a, for a game that actually carries its own yeah. gravitas? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I, I don't think people really appreciate, other than Carlton and Collingwood supporters, what, what this rivalry actually means. And I think the fact that 68,000 people turned out on a, on a night in which it wasn't covered on free-to-air speaks volumes for the, the fact that people have an appetite for this rivalry, the rivalry of, of AFL football. Forget the fly-by-nighters and those yes. that have been around, you know, 10 minutes. Or, or trying to gin up some sort of um, crosstown rivalry in Sydney. Yeah, and the spin TWS doctors. And, and the Swans. That's it. And the spin yeah. doctors getting to it and putting bells and whistles to it. They don't have to touch Carlton Collingwood. Yeah. Carlton Collingwood speaks well, for itself. Well, it its due. I'd like them to touch it by giving it its due, as you say, Tony, because you're right, I mean, we, we look at the hoopla over Anzac Day... Um, but uh, the, I think the first Carlton Collingwood uh, game of uh, of any season yes. should get the, as you say, the necessary publicity and publicity it deserves because it is a great clash. Well, they, yeah, it's right, and you know, they it's a it's a it's a, a hatred that's born, as I said, born on history, born out yeah. on history. Uh, they beat us in the nineteen ten grand final. And we we won the next five GFs, uh, so it, it's always comforting to me that there's no Collingwood supporter living that's actually seen them triumph <laughs> over Carlton in the grand final. And I have a bet with a mate. I might I'm not frightened in confiding. Um, nothing to do with the AFL. It's all above board. I have a lifelong bet that was struck years ago with a Collingwood friend of mine that I will never ever ever live long enough to see Carlton lose to Collingwood in the grand final. And I, and I reckon I'm safe. Oh, I, reckon, oh. I, reckon, I reckon I'm right. Yeah, no, I, I think you are. Um, right rhymes with tonight, by the way, and for Collingwood. Or, or is that Tanigat? <laughs> Toad, I, I had the a... Gift, <laughs> the keeps giving. Oh, oh, I, I, the banner went up, Toad, and I looked to the heavens. I said, thank you, God. Uh, it was magnificent. It, it was actually I was at, I was with my family at the Punt Road end. Yeah. So I was actually when the banner went up from the Ponsford stand in, it was actually it it was tilted in such yeah. a way that I had a, an unimpeded <laughs> perfect line of vision, and up it went. And I, I, I don't think the, the better had been raised to the zenith. Yeah. Um, and I'd already got the little handheld camera out to, to get this photograph for posterity. And, of course, I went around the Twitter sphere like wildfire. And uh, that was a great start to the night. And probably the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. Yes. It was looking pretty good. It was. Regrettably, Tone, um, you know, we were... We were um, uh, we, we sort of floundered, didn't we, after that, and Collingwood up the ante, and we just didn't seem to be able to find a way to, to um, you know, to quell the resistance. Um, Collingwood uh, were breaking lines with impunity, yeah. and um, they were a lot more accurate 
Well, they were accurate in front of goal. They only scored something like four behinds. Well, and their disposable was, was really crisp. Well, I think we had one shot more, didn't we? In, in, in reflection, I think it was 21 shots to 20 for memory, our way. But, I, I, look, I think we were probably flattered on the scoreboard in a lot of, a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, you think back to the Richmond game and perhaps you'd, you'd mount the same argument, you know. Um, but, look, it was just... It was just a shame to see the team drop off in its intensity. I, th- I thought, you know, as I said earlier, we started pretty well um, and the signs were good early. Um, but un- as soon as Collingwood uh, turned up the heat, yeah. um, we really seemed to, um, you know, to struggle. Um, you know, we we were wanting for leadership. Um, the young kids are under siege and young bodies, um, you know, they're, um, they're obviously you know, being presented with enormous challenges every time they run out. And that's yeah. part of the caper at this level, I suppose. Um, we well, just you, t- you're seeing that definitely in Paddy Dow. I mean, um, I, don't, uh, I, I don't mean this to be uh, it's an, an unflattering observation, but um, in the, let's say, the last quarter when, when the game was effectively lost to Carlton and the, and the pressure to a certain extent was off, I saw flashes from Paddy Dow that absolutely justified... The hype. I think he's adjusting to the intense, the insane speed and pressure um, of AFL at the biggest league at the biggest level. But you know, when I when I saw that pressure drop a bit at the end, I you could see why he had earned the faith of selectors and uh, recruiters. Well, it's a great point you raised, Tone. What, what are we three games in? You know, three, he's three games into his career. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, he's showing a fair degree of bottle. I would have thought, which is exactly what the team needs. You know, uh, in times of adversity, you need players that can sort of find a way to um, uh, to counter um, what, what's what's being meted out to them. And the fact that that he's hung in uh, is credit to him. And look, to be fair, um, I suppose one of the one of the few positives to come out of the night was it was only four a four goal margin in the end. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you know, eighteen months, two years ago, that might have been a ten goal plus belting. They were ten goal belting. Yeah, so we yeah. remember um, the the game against Collingwood that was uh, the landmark game for Mick Malthouse. Yes, and that was ninety odd points. It was horrid. Me. It was a, that it was, was an awful. It night. was horrid. It was horrid. So so in that respect, you 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 know the the. The scores would suggest that the the players are hanging in. You know that they're yeah. they're they're finding the reserves to 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 basically hang in hang in as long as they possibly can. It's a good sign. Uh, I made a couple of notes on the night tone. I thought I thought uh, Cunningham was providing pretty good run yep. out of defence. He, yep. he looks like he's finding his feet in in the docks absence on half back. Um, and you know I. <sighs> I made a note of the the rebounding effect of Caleb Marchbank yeah. early in the game and how well he was progressing with his career and uh, we'll get to Caleb I guess shortly yeah. a, a sad loss you know early in the contest um, but I just thought for the second quarter um, the players were overworked and and out muscled you know yeah. um, you had blokes like Adams and side bottom Trelaw you know coming to their own and yeah. Grundy was getting on top of big crews yes, and so was. we you know we were we were really um under the pump midfield and um I must pay credit to uh, Patrick Cripps because really I thought he was a lone hand there he yeah. had three blokes hanging off him and he's yeah. got to do it all he, he's yeah. trying to win possession midfield run the ball and and be on the end of it uh, hopefully up four to try and, and pinch it for a goal so um you know, it's it's uh, 
I know the injuries are take their toll. All clubs suffer injuries. It's par for the course. But it seems that the injuries we're getting is really um, huge, posing huge demands on our depth. And, um, well, we yeah, just well, have to find a way, don't we? Well, yeah. Well, you speak of injuries that sidelines players. What about injuries players play with? And um, I've had it said to me that Cruiser, there's a... There's a question mark over whether or not he's 100% fit. Well, you look at his importance to the team and you can understand the match committee's decision to play him, even though he might be at, let's say, 95%. Yeah, well, I suppose I suppose in football, you know, maybe with the exception of the opening fortnight or opening round, there's, there's not a player playing that probably doesn't go into a game with some niggler. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just the harsh reality of the this brutal game which players play. But, you know, thinking back, you know, the injury uh, the big fella suffered against Richmond, he came back on, uh, you know, in the second half mm. and he was really playing below yes, what we was. know he can, you know, trying to pinch it for a goal up forward. So, um, you know, maybe maybe in retrospect that wasn't such a great call, I don't know. Um, I'm sure the powers, powers that be um, would have assessed all... all Scenarios and thought he was right to go back on. He missed the week, didn't he, against Gold Coast? Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he, he did probably lower his colours to Grundy on the night against Collingwood. So, look, the extent of the injury, we maybe it's something he has to manage. Um, hopefully, he's over it um, because full strength Cruiser is vital to Carlton's um, chances. Yeah, we know that. But in terms of backup for Cruiser, we have Phillips. Uh, how's he looking? Yes, well, he got through his first game, um, VFL level, which is which is something tone, uh, the big ruckman. And um, look, I, I heard uh, Brendan Bolton at a press conference, I think this morning, uh, was asked a question about the the other big man, Harry McKay, and uh, you know why haven't we seen him yet? And I thought the coach answered the question really well. Uh, in essence, what he was saying was that look, we all want to see Harry. Um, play ones, but uh, the fact of the matter is that he's had an injury, an injury interrupted previous two seasons, and until he gets some continuity with his football, we're not going to risk him. He's hit, basically, he said that uh, we want Harry in a situation where when he comes into the senior team, he's, he's actually going to be there uh, on an ongoing basis, yeah. not not as a not as a you know a fly by night, a one week two week job. So. Um, I, I think it's good that, and I'm, I think I might have mentioned this last week. I remember Sam Doherty saying, "There's no, there's not going to be any free games handed out here," and, yeah. I, and I think that's an important message to send. That's Harry McKay. Andrew Phillips is coming back similarly from uh, long-term injury. Uh, he got through the VFL game at the weekend. Um, I'm rather hoping the big redhead does come into calculations sooner rather than later, Tone, because um, there's a rather delicious headline that's waiting to be written with um, <laughs> Andrew Phillips's inclusion in midfield, because what you'll then have, you'll have uh, fish and crips with sauce. <laughs> You heard here first, folks. Oh, you're a newspaper man from way back, and ink still runs in your veins, Tony DeVolfo. Magnificent. Yes. Now, uh, let's talk about Caleb Marchbank. He wears the number 22. Two plus two is four. Four weeks he's out for. Apparently. Oh, it's a cruel blow because I really think he's he's been fabulous across half back. I love the way, yeah. I, you know, just watching him, um, his sense of anticipation and his capacity, like Rance. I think, you know, Rance is yeah. the master of – 
of um, knowing when to time his run to affect a spoil or, or you know, force a rebound. He's a dashing footballer um, that, you know, with every quarter seems to be um, um, building more and more in terms of his confidence. And he really feels at home. Yeah. He looks at home at South Back and... Uh, you know, you look at someone like Kayla Marchbank, and there's the mainstay across halfback for the next decade. Yes. And it's such a shame that, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, a, a simple mishap has cost him probably the next month with uh, a, a gammy ankle. If you look at the backline and the injuries that Carlton has suffered, the, the weight of them has been borne by the backline with Doherty, Rowe, who's Kieran out at the Byrne. moment, ASOS yes. out as well. Yeah, yeah. the Irishman, uh, Kieran. Yeah, Kieran Burns. Yep. So, um, you know, we we had problems at both ends of the ground on uh, on Friday night, but you know, uh, certainly in that second quarter, Collingwood uh, were able just to get on top of our defence easily. And yes. If you look at the you know the depth of talent we have on the sidelines at the moment that would ordinarily play in the back line. Then, um, I mean, the prospect of all of those players coming coming back is a definitely a heartening one. Well, it is. And as you say, you know, our depth at the moment has sorely been tested. Uh, we're at that stage, I suppose the, this team is at the stage of its journey tone where um, it has to be all hands on deck. You know, uh, if there's, um, you know, a breakdown in, in numbers, well, it's really going to uh, increase the pressure on those that are left to, yeah. to uh, you know, fly the flag. Um, so we are, you know, we are struggling in terms of um, player volume at the moment, or lack thereof at the moment. Um, it's just the, I suppose, symptomatic of of the, um, of the uh, you know, of league footy. It's most brutal. You know, we just haven't got perhaps enough players to cover those good players that um, are unfortunately, you know, succumbing to injury. So I suppose the challenge for... Um, uh, for the players, uh, Mark Murphy and, and his players, are just they've just got to hang in, hang in, and yeah. just uh, remain in the contest for as long as possible. And you know, I'd hope that uh, you know maybe the ball bounces the right way uh, yeah. and we can find a little bit of luck. Um, but um, what do you want to see from senior players, Tom? Because there's nothing you know the rate of effort from younger players has been fantastic. Those still adjusting those, uh, let's say under fifty games, but. Senior players, when Carlton are facing a forty-knot headwind, yeah, you know, what, um... it's a fa- it's a fair call. I think you want to see someone, you know, uh, if 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 there is uh, if, if the trend of the game is that you know it's it's starting the the team's starting to lose control, you want to see someone, you know, probably at a senior level, yeah. do something to just do anything to to you know change a dynamic and and maybe. Swing the balance back in Carlton's favour. Yeah, start um, quoting Tony Robbins or something like that. Uh, um, you know, um, <laughs> motivational. I hadn't thought of. Yeah. Well, I'll claim it. I'll yeah, claim right. it. But but I, I look. You know who who does that? Um, you know. Well, I, I suppose you've you've got to look at. Well, well, it falls on Murph. Or Murph. Know, who, or, yeah, 29 possessions the other night. You know, he certainly he's yeah. got that that side of things. Start off half-back too, which was interesting. Oh, you know, he started, yeah. they started him out of the square. Uh, and maybe that's, you know, that's, um, um, that's a sign of where where this team is heading. You know, yeah. that maybe maybe uh, it doesn't fall all on Murph. I, you know, it seemed to me that Cripps was shouldering more of the, of the heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, and I suppose Murph, as he's getting... Uh, on in years, probably. I mean, he's 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 done it the hard way, hasn't he? I mean, yeah. he's he's uh, 
he's had to earn his kicks, you know, with under a fair bit of duress. So maybe, maybe there, maybe this is management, um, you know, which makes sense. But, but yeah, we we, we just need someone uh, at that that senior group to really set the tone and, and try and uh, arrest uh, the dynamic in games of football. You know, when things, as I said, are going against us. Um, uh, that's the challenge for the, for the senior group, I suppose. Yeah, but again, just to touch on something you said earlier, Tone, it is a very good... So, well, the, the things that uh, Brendan Bolton mentioned was that uh, Carlton's penetrations into the forward 50 outnumbered Collingwood's. That's yes. a good thing. So it's a question of converting those. But um, uh, this is a group that, when it does lose, loses by much less than it did during the very grim, dark years. Well, so that's right. Not that long ago. Not so that you, long ago. You call that progress. Well, you have ironically. you have to. You know, you you have to do that. And I suppose that point you make, Tony, makes you realise from just how far back Carlton is coming. You know, what was it, 42 players uh, uh, removed from the, the list in the past two years. Yeah. It's been an enormous time. It's like tone. a Stalinist purge. Well, it is. Is that unprecedented in footy? It, it may well be. I, I don't know of a, of a cull on, on, of that scale um, in the time I've been covering it. I, mean, I stand corrected if there is an exception. But um, it's been a phenomenal um, turnover of, of player um, and, um, you know, you just have to be patient that, that um, with times and game experience, these young blokes have been called on to take Carlton into the, um, the next decade. They've got to be given time. And um, all power to them. Good luck to them. Let's hope they can, you know, string many games together and, and just lift the, uh, lift the brand. Well, look, a test of, uh, I guess, Carlton's medal and resolve, especially after the Collingwood game, is going to come in Tasmania. It's the home state of Brendan Bolton. It gave me start in footy. Uh, it's a Blundstone Arena this Saturday. Yes. We've lost the last three matches to North. They're a wily opponent. Yeah, they are. They are. And, um, you know, they've got a few hard bodies there that, you know, I, I'm thinking of Siebel and, and Cunnington and fellows like that that are, you know, pretty, pretty... Uh, Solid around the contest, so again, it'll be a big challenge for um, uh, for the players to um, meet the physicality with interest. Um, yeah, real challenge down down um, down in Hobart, Launceston, um, Hobart. Um, so you know, can the players respond? We we hope so because I think it's going to be on. Um, the North Melbourne coach has already put a rocket to. Um, uh, Goldstein the Ruckman so I think Cruz can expect a fairly spirited uh, contest with um, with Goldstein um, let's just see what happens at Blundstone Arena um, uh, you'd want to see you know the team you know show a bit when they take to the field there uh, on Saturday night I'm going to ask you this question then Tone and get your 3-2-1s for the Collingwood game um, it's a narrow ground at Blundstone Arena How's that going to affect game plans, styles of play, uh, yeah. structures? Yeah, well, it's a good question, and I suppose it'll depend also on the lineups. You know, what 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 uh, uh, team actually Bolton takes into the game this week? Will there be a lot of changes? Um, well, we know there's at least one with uh, Caleb out of the out of the side. Um, uh, I did hear Brendan. Um, Mentioning Cam O'Shea is someone yeah. that's sort of thereabouts, uh, pushing for selection. You know, will they go with big, bigger bodies? Um, you know, I, I suppose in that context, you think of someone like um, 
Nick Graham, um, you know, might be one um, that might come into contention. Yeah. I, I don't think they've done too much wrong at, at VFL level. level. Um, it'll be interesting to see just how, you know, what the makeup of the team is. Um, uh, they, the team played down there early in the year too. I think they in had JLT. a, you know, yeah. in the JRT. So, was that against Hawthorne? Uh, I, I think it was. Yeah, it was. And, and I, Carlton won that. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, the fact they've had a had a crack there, um, you would think would augur well. You know, yes. they, they'll know the lay of the land pretty yep. well down there, and um, and hopefully acquit themselves well. So, I'm sure they'll make the necessary adjustments. Tone. I don't know if I've answered your question, um, but you know, you'd think that they'll be they'll be cherry ripe, ready to go on a, a albeit different arena. Well, it goes without saying, we are desperate for. Sam Kerridge was the other one I was trying to think oh, of that might go. be oh, yes. might be again another yeah. experienced player. Yeah, big body player that yeah. might be able to offer a little bit of support around the the contest because you, you'd imagine, as you see, with the fl- flanks narrow, that there's going to be more uh, down the corridor. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and more you know bone on bone collision. Oh, so okay. maybe they might have to up the ante in terms of their if their play physicality this week. We'll wait and see what. Teams named. Well, we'll see what the match committee does. Um, we, of course, are uh, very keen to see a uh, uh, a W and a one next to it. Uh, yes. At, uh, yes. After the weekend. Now, Tone, just to backtrack, uh, the Collingwood game. The votes. Votes, please. I tell you what, Tone. It's 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 a tough. It's yeah. a tough gig these days, you know, and uh, I think I put the kiss of death on Cam O'Shea because the week after I awarded him a vote, he was dropped. So apologies to you, Cam, but, uh, you know, f- fearing the worst for these players who I'll give votes for this week. <laughs> You're not Lou Richards. <laughs> I gave one vote to the Leviathan, big Levi, because yeah. I thought in that third quarter, you know, those goals, uh, they were from big clunking marks. Yeah, they were. And, he, you know, and credit to the, the boy, uh, he's kicking beautifully. Yeah. You know, I w- was watching him, him his running uh, pretty closely and um, he runs in a straight line and his uh, uh, ball to boot movement is uh, methodical now and, and crisp. He's, he's getting and confident. Clean, and confident. He's getting clean contact and we're seeing the results. So all power to, um, to Levi, you know, um, it can't be easy, uh, you know, um, he'd be mindful of the criticism that comes his yeah. way with his finishing, and and to uh, Severio Rocker, who's done so much work on trying to affect that change to his his um, you know his run in and his uh, contact when kicking for goal. Good luck. It's uh, well pl- well played. It seems as though it's it's done the trick. So one vote to Big Levi. I gave two votes to um, Paddy Cripps. I oh. just thought you know. Cripps, um, you know, shouldering the load yeah. quite literally. He had, he had a couple of blokes hanging off each shoulder and he's got to do it all. And, um, you know, we want to see some support uh, certainly for him uh, as he goes about his business this week um, at Blundstone. And three votes I gave to another hard worker, a fellow that probably doesn't get the kudos he truly deserves and a uh, bit of a favourite, Eddie Kuno. Yes. I love Ed. Oh, um, just for that kick alone. The, yeah, uh, yes. That kind of clearance kick on the, what was it, half-forward uh, flank half where forward he just lo- threw his foot at it. Oh, yeah. That, was, uh, that Bri- was magnificent. It was brilliant, you know, and um, Ed's a, a great man and, like, a great running player, you know, yeah. and, um, and a top bloke to go with it. And I think... I think he's, you know, he's an unsung hero. You yeah, know, we, you know, point. we talk about those hard nuts around the contest. He gets given big assignments each week, you know, negating roles or, or whatever. But I, but I just think, um, in times like this, you need players like Ed Kuno. Yeah. And um, and 
Yeah, I dips my lid to it. Um, we're, we're hearing a lot about Charlie, and rightly yeah. so, he's an excitement machine. Uh, but Ed, credit where credit's due, well played, and 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 let's hope he goes on with it down down in at Blundstone. Might be might be just the ground for him. Indeed, uh, I think everyone listening would thoroughly endorse those sentiments. Tone, well done, and good on you, Ed. Uh, well deserved three votes. Um, Tone, that's all we have time for today. Terrific, Tone. You'll be watching it, no doubt, from. Um, Somewhere cosy, um, possibly the Grandview Hotel. Who oh, knows? Well, I might, might see you down there. Across. I'm not heading down to the Apple Isle myself, so um, um, might see you for a jar or three down at the uh, Grandview. All right. Well, that is uh, Carlton v North Melbourne. We've had some uh, ding dong clashes in the past. Is that even the right term, ding dong or ring? I don't yeah. know. You know ring a ding I mean. ding. I think it was Lou's favourite light. Yes. Ring, yes. Um, I've told you many times about taking my uh, rugby union supporting father-in-law to a game against North at Princess Park many years ago, and he kept barking at ref. <laughs> Go easy on our bloke ref. They've been doing that. And then he turned to me at a ball in and said, and now I wonder how this line out's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch, you're an absolute classic. <laughs> um, all right, thanks, Tone. Tony DeBolfo. Thank you, Tony. And Tony Moclair. Uh, on behalf of the two Tones, saying thanks for listening and go Blues. Go Blues.